You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeninginkingston.com. Death on a Nile Time book and movie. We're really excited about this. Uh, Taylor, why don't you welcome back our special guest to the show? Katie Wilson, friend of Taylor, friend of the show, and book lover is back and is going to be helping us with our book club movie club. Isn't that right, Katie? Yes, it is. Hi, guys. Uh, Welcome back, Katie. We're excited to do this. We've never really done something like this before where we talked about something went away for one month and came back to talk about it so this is going to be really exciting hopefully people remember i mean i know people wrote in (laughs) but i mean like just regular like podcast listeners right like wait a minute what (laughs) what are we doing (laughs) i hope people remember it's been a while but yes we're talking death on nile book and movie mike it's important um for our listeners who maybe did forget this is going to be a spoiler heavy episode oh yes yes that's great uh, i'm glad you brought that up because definitely uh spoiler heavy episode so everybody knows um we will be going into intense detail on death on the nile book movie otherwise because i don't think there's any way to do this without spoiling it and it's been out for over a month so if you haven't seen it yet you probably don't want to and uh how how old is the book like many many years old. Uh, many years. I don't. I don't even know. You put me on the. You put me on the spot there, Taylor. I don't Katie, know you you'd know. I this. think it came out in 1937. I'm gonna look it up right now though, because I want to know how close I was. So there's really no reason at all to be mad at us for ruining something. Oh <laughs> yes, I was right. You were correct. Okay, there you go. So there's so, no reason. Yeah, <laughs> if you us. if you don't want to know who the murderer is pause this episode go read the book go watch the movie then come back so before we get started before we get started can we just address the elephant in the room like right off the bat can mr we just, hammer like, can we just talk about army hammer for a few minutes because <laughs> i don't think i don't think i have had a more awkward movie watching experience since i watched the pilot episode of sabrina the new sabrina show like, I don't think I felt so awkward until I saw Army Hammer grinding up on, like, women on the dance floor. Like, the, I could not believe that that was happening and that this movie just exists and there was no, like, attempt to replace him or cut around him. Well, no, Mike, they, they we talked about this. It was a case of, I think, they just couldn't without refilming the movie. But yeah, or like drastically movies. changing the plot. Yeah, the true. I don't think they couldn't have done anything plot-wise. But movies have done this in the past couple of years where they just replace someone in the frame. CGI'd a new face. Well, onto that's, the what body. They did. that's what they did with that movie. That movie that Christopher Plummer replaced Kevin Spacey. They, they reshot half the movie and just placed Christopher Plummer in different scenes because they were replacing Kevin Spacey. Like, okay, I'm, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know enough to be like, what what's right and what's wrong. And I'm not like the moral judge of society. All I know is everything I know about Army Hammer and everything that came out made those scenes super creepy and weird. Well, you me. know, I, um, 
Katie, I'll let you weigh in. But first, um, it did flash through my head during that like very raunchy dance scene. I've never seen which which one raunchy. The <laughs> which first raunchy one, dancing? the first okay. like the first one where they were yeah simulating sex. I'm like, wow, is this really? Um, were they dancing this dirty in the 1920s? I don't know, or the 1930s? I don't know, but. Um, for me, it was when he, um, grabbed Lynette or, you know, the, what's that actress's name, um, who played Lynette? Gal Gadot. Yeah. When he grabbed Gal Gadot in the temple and like pushed her arms up again, like up on the, I went, whoa, that is art imitating real life. I, that, that line. (laughs) With what we know he's been accused of. That, that to me was the real, uh, but you know what? Now that I'm talking aloud, he kills someone in the movie. He kills his wife. So anyways, anyways, Katie, you weigh yeah, in and then, on that. And then, the scene, and then the scene where he eats his wife's dead body. That, that didn't happen, people. That's just a cannibal <laughs> joke. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Katie. Um, wow. Uh, so I am not super well versed on the army hammer controversy but i i feel like i know enough to have also been a little bit uncomfortable um especially with that opening dancing as you mentioned i was what an opening scene what an opening scene too (laughs) with army hammer dead center and just like (laughs) the thing is we went from a world war one you know like flash warfare mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> then all of a sudden this very dirty dancing it was it was like a whiplash i honestly shocking. i looked over at my partner when the movie opened and i was like are we in the right movie like i had no idea what was katie happening. i thought that too during the world war one scene I, for a split second i didn't look over at dan but for a split second i was like this is this is death on the nile right yeah <laughs> That was weird. And then, yeah, that, that I have never, that is, that is a Charleston I have never seen before. That, that dancing. (laughs) Yeah. I also, you know, I have my favorite dance scenes in movies and whenever something tries to like imitate that kind of thing, I just, it's a hard pass for me. It really, (laughs) it really put me off a little bit (laughs) right off the bat. Army hammer aside. That was pretty cringy, right? Like I'm not alone. Oh, even even without army, even if you like put it someone else in there, it, yeah, it was. I, I, I felt it was cringy and okay. very strange, <laughs> like a little out of place. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like I, I wasn't 100 percent sure what they were trying to do. Like that was kind of part of it. Like maybe the army hammer thing. I will say was clouding me like so much right. that I was just like, why wouldn't you cut? Like you don't. You could have cut that out of the movie. Like, regard, like, you just could, that was easy cut to make, being like, he's gotten in all this trouble, let's just, like, cut that part of the movie and do, like, just cut it differently. Um, like, I but, think like, they were trying to, like, really show how passionately in love, love and, like, yeah. they're sexy, you know? Even though, like, I, maybe the chemistry was it missing. It was but, so like, uncomfortable. Yeah. It was not even remotely interesting. It was... So uncomfortable. It was honestly, it was as uncomfortable. Like another Army Hammer thing is, I think I brought this up when I reviewed that movie where Army Hammer was with Felicity Jones, and it was uh, Felicity Jones was playing. um, Oh, that judge just passed away. 
Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yes, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Thank you. Um, and he he was playing uh, uh, her husband, and there was a really awkward makeout, not quite sex scene, but like almost between those two. And I thought it was the most awkward thing I've ever seen in terms of like their chemistry was just so bad that it just wasn't working until I saw this and went, is this an Army Hammer thing? Because this is the second time where I just feel like his chemistry with, with the female actors that he's like working across is terrible. Like it's just cringeworthy and weird. I was going to so make a horrible, a horrible joke and I, I'm not going to. I'm going to be sensitive. We're already skirting um, by delving into this army hammer thing. Yeah, we but, all um, know the minute you start saying things. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be <laughs> like pretty, with the emails that come in. It was going to be an off color <laughs> joke. But um, my to your original point, it is, um, I don't know how they would have edited it his part down because we know you know spoiler he's the murderer right um along with his accomplice but um it didn't even feel like they tried you know what i mean like i guess that's kind of my point yeah is that they they didn't he was front and center and and uh i will say his acting was not phenomenal it was not like i would have missed go ahead katie no, I was just going to say, um, you know, the the army hammer of it all, like there are other members of this cast that have a lot of controversy surrounding them. <laughs> it was a tricky cast to have to work with, I think. And who um, else? Who well, else? I mean, I don't want to get too far into it. Like people can look into right, it if they want. Right, but like, right. Russell Brand's kind of, you know, yeah, Russell Brand, he said some yeah. things recently. Letitia Wright oh, has I said some know. things recently. Gal Gadot, her politics have also been in the news yeah. lately. Like, you know, there's a lot to deal with just right there. They're not all, and, they're not saints. Yeah. And there were a lot of interesting accents I found. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. Um, is probably my biggest gripe with the movie is it's, it's almost like Kenneth Branagh said, okay, well, I have to do an accent. So everyone else has to do an accent as well. And it's just, why would you put Jennifer Saunders in a movie and then make her do an American accent, right? Like, it just, some of the choices made no sense to me. There were some very strange choices made to characterize all these people from the book. I mean, to begin with, like, they cut, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say Rose Leslie was another one. Like, why was she French? Mrs. Jon Snow, just let her be Irish, right? Or English. that's the thing. I thought, yeah, exactly, one hundred percent. Like, why couldn't she have just used her own accent? Like, I didn't they understand already, the reason for that. They already changed all the characters. That yeah, I didn't. I didn't even think about that, guys. But you're right. And, they already rehauled all the characters. Why keep her French? Yeah, and just let and her just, use her normal voice. It it just threw me off so much because I do know her from Game of Thrones, and it was just like it was so weird to see like that accent come from her i know that has nothing to do with anything but it was just so strange yeah to to kind of see that happen but yeah you're right there was a lot of strange character choices and this was it seemed to be a very problematic cast um so it's it is it is a lot of interesting things to to work through but uh i mean i guess i guess i don't i'll be honest i didn't know about russell brand but i guess he's always kind of been a little bit controversial yeah russell um, brand and gal gadot i did know about yeah from the beginning but some of the other like i guess more recent controversies maybe like i know one of the cast is connected to a you know saying controversial covid stuff but um 
this movie was supposed to come out like two years ago. Yeah, so no, for they, sure. <laughs> they had it's definitely um, these people got controversial after this movie was already made. Which right. Is yeah, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> they had which, two, as a studio exec, you must just be like, oh. they're pulling their hair. Up. They had <laughs> two years me. to put their foot in their mouth and they yeah, exactly. and they definitely did <laughs> and it's had true had you released the movie and then two years later people start saying things or controversy comes up that's like a completely different story because the movie's two years old it's kind of past it so yeah it's unfortunate that the movie just kind of ends up suffering from those things and the and this whole cast is kind of put together of characters and of individuals who are saying a lot of crazy stuff i just think like again I don't want to like get into it too deep either, but it's like having an opinion and people disagreeing with your opinion is one thing. And like sexual misconduct and eating humans is a completely different thing just for me. So I guess there's a part of me that's like, Hey, a lot of actors say, really Mike, dumb be careful. I know. Human. I know. It's they, true. It was a rumor. It was rumor. It's a rumor. <laughs> But it's also like been like so many people are saying it, and like we've said, very it was very um, Army Hammer's controversies have been so salacious. That's the thing. It's like the making of its own podcast. Just how one hundred percent how that all unfolded. And I guess because you're peeling the layers back, and there just seems to be more and more and more and more that it makes me go like, here's this problematic person, and the first scene I see him in is so like explicit and so in your face and cringeworthy that it kind of like to me set just the tone of the movie in a wrong direction and you know like that's not having read the book i haven't i'll be honest i haven't read her other works but having read that novel that's not really the sense or the spirit of the book Right? Am I, again, maybe I'm falling into my, like, prudiness. But it just, like, what I'm trying to say is that dance seemed so out of place. <laughs> it it um, <laughs> it doesn't really feel like it was in keeping with the spirit of mystery. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. a murder mystery. It was just so weird. But, Mike, it, you, sorry, go ahead, Kate. No, Kate, I was just going to say, it was, it was a choice. It was a choice. It was a choice. There was lots of choices, which brings me to my next point. Mike, you said, oh, you know, this cast with all their controversies, like it's kind of setting the movie up to not maybe do as great. But I think there were a lot of choices that were made. Controversy aside, like Katie mentioned with the accents, um, that I thought this movie was like already on shaky ground with some of the with some of the um choices oh i don't disagree with i don't disagree with that and i will say i i liked the, the book more like i i really enjoyed reading the book and and i did what read the book after watching the movie um and the movie i i didn't enjoy that much oh, <laughs> like so i was so so about the whole movie yeah you watched the movie first i did i watched the movie first okay so I so i read the book first And my partner, I think he liked the movie more than I did, but he said, you know, I haven't read the book. So the whole time I was just trying to figure out who did it. Whereas you were probably (laughs) focused on like, you know, the other things that were maybe weird about the movie. But for me, I was just trying to solve a mystery. Yeah, he got to um, enjoy the mystery without trying to notate all the deviations from the the plot. I read I read the book first. Um because I, I, li- I like that. If I know 
that I'm going to see an adaptation. I typically like the book better. So I want to read the book without it being sort of, you know, I guess unadulterated or whatever. And uh, I liked the book better. But with with all the problems I had with the movie, I, I will say that it was still a nice afternoon. Like it was a nice, you know what I mean? Like it was nice. It was fine. Yeah. There was a mystery. Did I know who the murderer was going to be? Yes. Um, although I had read a, I had read a, a comment from um, the director, and he said, you know, with the ending, we're going to leave even fans of Agatha Christie guessing. But the murder and the method was exactly the same as the book. Yeah, it was just the only thing that they changed was that you know it ends with a murder suicide, which I hated. By the way, it's just awful. But I did not a, like that choice. There was a oh, murder suicide in the book. Well, Jackie and Army Hammer's Kara Simon don't die at the end of the book. When right? I read it, I thought Jackie's walking off the boat. She gets a, a gun from her sock, kills Simon, and then kills herself. In the book. Wait, no. Yeah, Mike, you read the book recently. Do you remember? I. The, yeah, I'm I'm like pretty sure they don't die at the end. Did I yeah, just they completely did, did I just have, completely did you read a different book? <laughs> <laughs> did you read like an updated like did you, wait, wait, hold on. Did you read like a book that was like the adaptation of the movie? No, I have Because sometimes they do that. Oh, I was asking seriously. I read oh, the I read the um the book edition that is considered the um like the copy from the estate like the approved copy from the estate and it ends unless i just like i don't know like i maybe i dreamt that ending but in the book oh, i no, read it was what? a murder right. suicide it does and like that but i thought it happens no, it's not like when everyone else is present i think it's like yes. kind of alluded to that it happens after so you could miss it but i thought Okay, so maybe I just misinterpreted it. Because, yeah, I, I thought she, okay, I thought she, like, walks away and, and doesn't do anything. Maybe, yeah, maybe there was an allusion she says, to it. She says, you know, um, it's something like he can't, he can't put up with jail. Like, he's too soft. And, like, you know, yeah. she'll never be, she can't be away from him. So she kills him because he's too, too soft for jail and then kills herself because she doesn't want to be away from him. But this doesn't happen in front of everybody while they're still I thought the it happens in front of Perot. Yeah. I think he witnesses it. But because in, in the book, the in the book, Perot doesn't witness everything. Like that was kind of another big difference from from like the movie and the book was that they changed some things so he sees scenes in the movie so right. the movie can take place mainly from his perspective. But in the book, you you see scenes and things happen that he doesn't see. But You're in like this, seeing multiple different kind of like in this instance, when I read it, I read it or I understood it as Piro witnesses it, and that like it's like I don't know, it's like he's like not shocked by it, you know? He's like, "Yeah, mm. Jackie would do that." But again, maybe when you guys told me that didn't happen in the book, I honest to God thought I had a stroke or like, something. Now that, like, now did I like read a different? Now that you're like explaining it, I'm like vaguely remembering something, but I I don't know. I must have just passed over it, like not really registering. Because again, having seen the movie first, 
when I read the book, there were some instances where I was like, well, that's kind of different and that's kind of neat and whatever. But I also have the movie so clearly in my head right. that there are things where I'm like, wait, wait is that movie or book? And kind yeah, of you're to, conflating like, the, two. the two of them. But I, I just, I remember the end of the book just being a little different than that. But maybe, yeah, maybe there was some interpretation or there's some like subtleness well, to it. Fans yeah, write I, in, tell us how you remember the ending of the No, book. I think Taylor's right. I think it happens at the very end as they're getting off the ship. But it's not like, it is like a weird denouement. It's not like a, it's not the climax as it is in the movie almost. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like an afterthought. But um, I agree with you, Katie. It was a little melodramatic. I think... It's because the characterization was different in the movie and the book. And that when you have a book, you can spend more time with the characters fleshing mm-hmm. them out. Like, mm-hmm. I thought the characters were much more interesting in the book. Oh, agreed. And I, I even liked the sort of like additional, like, because they had to cut things down for the movie. You get like a much smaller kind of cast of characters. I liked kind of the the variety that there was and the more they depth cut, that you could go into. They cut my favorite character. Who's your favorite character? Um, Cordelia. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah. loved Cordelia. But you know what? I was looking at other, this is the only adaptation I've seen, but I was looking on the wiki, the Wikipedia pages of the other adaptations. It looks like she's always cut. Hmm. Even though There's she's- nowhere for Cordelia. But she plays a huge part in the book. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different things that I kind of noticed that they, they they changed for various things. And one of the things, again, to give the movie like a little bit of credit and what I think Kenneth Branagh was trying to do was I did like that they gave um, his friend there, Bo, like a, a little bit like one, he's in this and, and not in the book. And but also that connection back to the first movie. Like I like that they tried to make it kind of like a little series. And if you saw the first movie, hey, here's the two characters you recognize. Like, I did like that and how he kind of, like, replaced some of the characters that, that we he missed. He was kind of a um, stand-in for Yeah, kind him, of a stand-in. Yeah. For Tim, yeah. I think is his And name. I, I like, I did kind of like that because that kind of connection back to the first book makes it feel like, oh, this is like a series um, of movies now and like a series of adventures and it felt more in in kind of the same well so i did kind of like that kevin braun is gunning for this to be a cinematic universe he <laughs> like <don't> <laughs> he yeah you know sure. the interviews he's like i can't wait for the crossover yada 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 but with what crossover with what her other um agatha christie's other um for lack of a better term franchise like her other series oh, okay. like the um Katie, you would know. I'm thinking of Jordan watched all of the all of her stuff. Um oh, what is what's the other famous murder uh, she's like the little old lady who solves the Miss Miss Marple. Yes. So like she could come into the movies at some point. I don't know. But um I don't know if there's a demand for that kind of cinematic universe. Maybe Aren't the, I don't like, know. Murder on the Orient Express and Death on the Nile, like the two the two biggest of at least like Hercule Perot's that character, like aren't those the two kind of famous ones? Yeah, but yeah, I would, I would Sorry, say so. No, those I was just the... gonna say like, yeah, I think that those are the most well known of the Hercule mm-hmm. Perot runs, but there are like so many, right? So they, there's more that he could bring this character back I read, in and do more. I read there's like sixty six books that he's in, like Ooh, books, plays, and 66. short stories. <laughs> yeah wow so 
And they are, they've greenlit the third movie. And it's going to take place after World War II. Oh, okay. So someone wants to see this incarnation of the character. I well, just I do, uh, think, I do think it had an okay box office run so far. Like, so long as a movie can make its money back and plus, like, can make a bit of money, then, you know, usually studios will, will give you that second one. Like, I think it did okay. I don't know. So, like, I, I know I'm probably sounding really negative. I, I did ex- enjoy my movie going afternoon. Like, it was a fun watch. But, um... I hated that it looked for okay so I'm gonna do like a little like not a boast but I've been to Egypt I love Egypt I love anything that's set in Egypt ancient Egypt getting to see the sites so I have pretty high expectations of how it should be seen on screen and it should not look like a video game and Mm. this movie looked like a video game and I hated that I hated (laughs) that everything looks CGI even the boat at times you know what i mean like i i've talked i talk about this a lot on the show i yeah no i i agree with that and and that sort of like sorry go ahead katie no no i'm just agreeing with you sorry i think my computer's lagging a little bit so i don't want to be talking over you guys or sometimes it feels like there's a oh don't worry katie i'll fix that in post okay great (laughs) (laughs) um yeah no i agree with you like it looked like a video game. The music as well was a little bit um, on the nose. I'll say, yeah. Agreed. So, and I always hate that when you know it's like, oh, we're in an exotic place. Our music needs to sound incredibly, you know, stereotypical. Yeah, definitely. I don't. I don't think the soundtrack was very strong. Um, I also just. I don't know. Like, I'll admit my own bias. I was just so disgusted by Army Hammer this entire movie <laughs> that, like, I didn't enjoy. Like, and the movie itself, yes, I agree. There were things I enjoyed about it. I enjoyed the mystery. I think Kenneth Branagh is a very talented actor and a very talented director. I don't think this was one of his best movies directing wise. I think there were a lot of weird choices that were made. But still, I was just so not in the headspace once I saw all that stuff. Again, I just think. I just think you have to have your pulse on things a little bit more as a director, as a producer, as an editor, as a whoever's making the decision to be like, maybe the first scene that we show Army Hammer could be talking at the bar and then maybe we flash back to dancing, but maybe the first time we see him is not doing this. Like maybe that would, it would be, like re- I, I could figure out right now with my little limited to terrible editing skills, I could figure out right now how to do it. So, like it should have been closer to what was in the book because that was Piro oversees them at a restaurant, like mm. and is able to deduce that they're passionately in love, but it's through overhearing a conversation. So you didn't need to have that um that that dance. But Mike, I never felt like, disgusted in reading the book. I'll that's that. that's true. Mike, here's a question for you. If this movie, if you had seen this movie two years ago, mm-hmm. Do you think that you would have a different ex- well that's probably a stupid question. Yes, totally. But like do oh, you for think sure. do you think you would have enjoyed the movie more? Like say like um, you don't have any weird feelings about Army Hammer. You're taking it as it is with his awkward chemistry, but you know, there's no drama and like think of the other cast members. It's just 2 years ago when this movie was supposed to come out, COVID is not even a twinkle in our eye yet. 
What do you, yeah, how do you I, think the movie would have gone for you? I probably would have liked it a little bit better. I still would have made probably similar comments about his lack of chemistry because I I did make that in the movie. With years both before. female leads, not All one, but yeah, two. Exactly. Yeah, like with both female leads and now Felicia, uh, Felicia whatever. Uh, I think that's three people who I would say are like working actors in Hollywood. And he doesn't have chemistry with all three of them. And to me, that's a little strange. And I do think that opening like dance sequence was like cringeworthy, regardless of who it is. Like you, I don't know who, who's a who's an upstanding young gentleman who we're all happy with. Harry like, Styles. But, Harry Styles, but you know, who's, yeah, who's Harry Styles? Is he an actor? He was in Dunkirk. Oh, and remember oh, the I said. Guy. Yeah, I yeah, said, oh, he's yeah, yeah. he's the One Direction kid. And you were right, like, right, right. what? Yes, he's, yes, he's the musician guy who was in, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yes. Um, he, he, so, okay. Wrong casting, Thanos though. Brother. Wrong, yeah, wrong casting, though. He would not have been good in this movie. <laughs> well, no, but like you throw, but you throw Harry Styles in there dancing with this lady. I still think it would be cringy and weird because the, it's just not matching with kind of the time the frame and what the tone of the movie seemed to be going for. So it was a little off-putting to begin with, but yes, your point's well taken. Taking Army Hammer out of it and like forgetting about it, I think I would have enjoyed the movie a little bit more, but still been pretty critical of. There's the still problems. Can I have? I'm gonna do another production gripe. <laughs> Again, <laughs> someone who, about the movie or this podcast about this about <laughs> about the movie. Um, okay. Our fans love when things go wrong on the show, so I'm not oh, gonna gripe yeah, about I'm not gonna gripe about our show. But um so again, you know, as someone who loves a good period piece, and Katie, I know you feel the same way. Yeah. Like it felt like they spent all their money on CGI and went to like the Bombay company for set design. For set design and like co- yeah, the yeah, costuming what- I think could have been way more, you know. Just just give it a little bit more. Just zhuzh it a little bit. Yes. I don't know. It just didn't do anything for me. And I'm, you know me. I'm like you. I love a period piece. Yeah, it was weird. At one point, I thought, oh, that costume doesn't even look like it's fitting that woman very well. Like the the tailoring wasn't always great. Um, yeah, which is a big, which is a big deal when you're making like a a big flashy period piece. You know, they're trying to make these sort of blockbuster tentpole films for this franchise and yeah i didn't believe that this was supposed to be like the glitterazzi of like london high society in 1937 like it was weird again like <laughs> i guess i just had this very romantic version of egypt at that time <laughs> so i'm like this this is not what it would have looked like less silver more gold first of all <laughs> would have been my choice <laughs> I, I will say I agree with you totally and like overall again the movie was fine it, I don't think I loved it I liked the book better there were two things in the movie that I liked if we want to be a little bit more positive about yes. it go for so it so one is the actress who played Jacqueline de Belfort uh Emma Mackey or Emma I think it's Emma Mackey um, I don't know if either of you watched Sex Education but she is wonderful and I thought that she was really good in this movie and I, it was tough that she had to have, you know, chemistry with Army Hammer. I don't think it's her fault. No. Um, but she out tried of the movie, I think, yeah, I think she was a really, she had a really strong performance. Um, I really like her, so I liked seeing her. 
Um, and second was I thought it was a good effort to try and address, you know, gender and race and homosexuality in a way that obviously the book doesn't touch on. And, and right. it was a valiant attempt at trying to update it, maybe trying to do a little bit too much and cramming everything into a movie that didn't necessarily need it. But I, yeah. I did appreciate the attempt. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. Like, I I, I also will applaud the attempt. And I do think, like, I do think Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh is like, not to just say one people are good or bad, but I think he's one of the good guys. Like, I think he's doing this with good intentions. Yeah. And I think he's trying to do things. But I just, I did felt it was a little crammed in. And a little and, just like, okay, here's this. We're not going to talk about it. And like, here it is. And yeah. like, I feel like he is coming from it. Like, I don't know if he has an emotional attachment to the the source material, but he does seem to be trying to... Um, come come at come at it as a fan like you said like i don't think he's trying to um minimize the franchise but here this is a this gets into our question about adaptations right so katie you're right i think um they were doing an okay job of trying to update it and you know add in a little bit of social commentary or whatever why don't we just write new stories you know, well, what a great, what a great <laughs> question. <laughs> I think this brings us back to like the knives out of it all. Yes. Honestly, yeah. it's very hard. It was very hard to watch this movie and then not think about knives out and just think yeah, about, like, what a joy and what a masterpiece yes. and what just an absolute win knives out was because knives out built on this formula, but like made it better and amazing. Yes. And so it's, it's hard and now current. to look back. Yeah, yeah, to look at a murder mystery and go, man, I just, I really wish it was Daniel Craig with the Southern accent <laughs> here right now trying to solve this. Like, so I think that that is, you know, that's the the point counterpoint. You have new stories like the mm-hmm. Knives Out kind of thing, which is doing that. And Knives Out did well. Did, like, it's not, because yeah. executives will always say you need a name, just like a name of a, of a good name movie or, or good name actor to sell something. But Knives Out, yes, it had a great cast, like a stellar cast, but like it proved that if you, if it's good, if your movie is good and what you write is good, it will elevate it. So sometimes I just feel places go, okay, yes, we're producing movies. We need safe bets that can be done quickly. So we go to source material and I don't care. Just get a good cast and make it work. I, I do think Kenneth Branagh cares about this because I think he wants to play Hercule Poirot. Right. Yeah, he said that. He wants to play this character so bad and he is a talented filmmaker. So I do agree. I think he cares. It's just odd that the, some of the choices that he made here. I don't know if the production was rushed in terms of they were trying to get it out before COVID shut it down, but like they already had stuff done. They couldn't really go back. They didn't have the budget, like whatever. I'm sure there's a million reasons, but I, I just whew, watching this and some of the decisions, I was just surprised because I do think he's such a good director. I was just surprised by some of the choices that, that he made. Yeah, I don't, I can't, uh, I don't know how the timeline ended up, you know, how close to production being shut down around COVID, but I can imagine them wanting to rush it out because of the success of the murder on the Orient Express, right? So like trying to cash into the success of the first movie, but this is all purely speculation on my, my end, you know what I mean? But um, things like, I don't know, you don't need to 
things like hairstyling and costuming, right? Like, I don't, I think you can pick good costumes on a tight production schedule. Absolutely. So anyways, Katie, I think I might have cut you off there. No, no, that was it. I was just, um, you know, I was wondering if we needed to transition into the, the game. (laughs) <laughs> oh, um, uh, yeah. I mean, it's been we're well we're well into I'm just like ranting now. about uh, um, this. I think your yeah. fans know how we feel about it. <laughs> yes, yeah. No, like I think I think we're we're well past the point of being able to accomplish everything we we set up to do. Um, but it was a good discussion. First of all, I'm glad we sorted out the end of the book. That was good. I'm glad we all eventually remembered and kind of got to, to a point. But I think yeah, these discussions are are I think important to have, and that's what makes uh, that's what makes doing this so fun, right? Is just to one more thing Probably. on the ending of the book. Yeah. Um, for me, and this wasn't in the movie, which was a little bit upsetting, but at the end of the book, you know, Jacqueline does give that kind of impassioned speech about, you know, how Lynette was a bad friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you do kind of feel for Jacqueline in that moment. And you don't, and it humanizes her in a way. And I think for me, that's maybe why I, I blocked out the fact that they do both die at the end, because I just liked that speech so much and that was cut out of the movie which i thought was a, a shame because i think emma mackey would have done a really good job with it mm-hmm. i felt i felt no sympathy whatsoever to the the uh the marriage and combination of the gal Gadot and army hammer they combo. painted her I, as I, a villainess a hundred percent i never was on board with these this group of people she was pretty awful. I also think it was weird casting, but they wrote the character differently from the book. So maybe that's why they went with Gal Gadot. I don't know. I'm not, I'm also not Gal Gadot's biggest fan. So yeah, I mean, that, that was to me, to me, I mean, it might've been Kenneth Branagh, but it felt like a studio decision. Right. You go with the big name. That's, that's like, who who's in the news right now? Who's like, who's big right now, who's getting a lot of things right now, or who's under contract by a studio and gets randomly assigned to movies. Like, that's what it felt like to me. A little yeah. bit of that. Oh, and I, I know, Katie, you want to move on to the game, but one last cringe thing that I have <laughs> yeah, to... Katie's keeping us going yeah, here. To, I just, let's get moving here. <laughs> I just have to bring this up. The the Cleopatra scene, when she's in that, like, weird... That oh was yeah, really that was weird. really that was so weird. awkward. So oh, odd. What was the gosh. point of that? It lasted for six seconds, and then I was like, "Wait, what was this?" Like, what and is she was this? in. She was in profile. I don't know. It was so weird. I think they were trying to, you know, um, Jackie's character says how she like stole the role of Cleopatra from her, and there's like they make that connection a couple times in the movie. Like it's the one characterization we have of Gal Gadot's character that like she stole Cleopatra from Jackie. And so they had to keep bringing it up. Cause I'm pretty sure she's the scene when they're on top of the temple, another cringe scene with army hammer. She's like reciting lines from that Shakespeare, the Anthony and Cleopatra. Um, she's like reciting lines to him, like all sexy. Anyways, cringe i hated that it was horrible i hated the way it was shot i hated the way it was like a quick cut to her there production design and then gone yeah and then she like walks down out of the thing like it completely like destroyed holding the wig holding the wig (laughs) is she like you know how the front of the ships have often have like a statue or something that's what i thought she like it was just like a realistic thing and then she started talking i'm like that's really weird is she being the ship like what is happening it was very uh. um but yes as as katie mentioned we actually have a fun game to play um and i do so listen uh, 
we only got about 40 minutes, 20 minutes, 40 minutes. We only got about 20 minutes left, less than that, uh, in, in the show. We do have some fan comments to get to, so we're going to get through those. And we're going to go through uh, this this game that, that Austin came up with. So let's spend the next 10 minutes getting some some of our fans' thoughts. Um, if, if we don't get to you, um, we will, at the beginning of next week's show, read off just some more thoughts to kind of wrap up the conversation. Mike, but we'll Mike, go this, through a few right now. At this rate, we're going to need a fan bag episode because we're like three episodes behind on fan questions. A fan bag episode, or uh, what, a, what? What do we call that? Mailbag. <laughs> Mailbag. Mail no fan bag. bag. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bag of fans. <laughs> Anyways, um, please continue. Well, I had an army hammer joke there. Me too. Um, that's okay. why I moved on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> move on, move on, uh, move on. Okay, so couple, just couple things from some from our fans here. Um, and again, I'm gonna just so people know, I know three people wrote in questions that are not related to um death on a nile so to to tyler uh jesse and i think it's emily we'll do your questions next week in the, so that's tyler, the fan bag episode in the fan bag well really i mean next week will be relatively normal because we hey I, we've got more oscar movies to get to it's true yeah we, we've got some oscar stuff to go through but yes we'll answer a bunch of fan questions next week um, so we apologize if we don't get to this week. Um, so a few a few things from people, and we'll hear. Um, I will do Austin's last because that can lead right into the game. Um, so first, this comes from Lily, uh, who said, "I really enjoyed this movie club. This was kind of uh, a really interesting one for me because I love books, I love movies, and it was a great way to put them together. I have a million suggestions." For the next one, you could do with this, <laughs> though some of the books, I will admit, are much, much longer reads, so it might take too long for people to get through them. Um, overall, I really did enjoy Death on the Nile, the book. I had read it a long, long time ago, and I through this reread, I remember liking it just as much as I used to. The movie I was okay with. There were some strange moments that didn't really fit well with me. I actually didn't mind the character changes, though. I know in a movie you have to go sometimes with less characters, so I didn't mind some of the changes they made there. A question for the three of you, how do you find the changes of characters and combining some people's stories together or giving kind of people's stories or roles to new characters or a character like Bo, who was in the other movie? How do you feel about that happening for Death on the Nile? So that comes from Lily. You take this away, Katie. I know you'll have strong feelings. Yeah, Kate, Katie, how do you feel about the characterizations? <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's like a great point, and it's a great question. And obviously with movies, it is like a, a necessary thing to do. Um, so because I think it's necessary, and as I mentioned, I did like some of the changes that were made in terms of like, you know, bringing race into the conversation and maybe bringing sexuality into the conversation. Um, let's just say that in the grand scheme of the movie, that was not the issue that I had with it. Mm. So, like, I had much, much bigger. There were bigger fish for you to fry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so the, the character, the character changes were were fine by me. I, when you get into a movie like this, like it's it's something that's just going to happen. So you yeah. just kind of resign yourself to it. I think. Yeah, that's totally fair. I agree. I am. I'm a bit of a purist in the sense that when I have a, a character that I feel really attached to, I want them to end up in the movie adaptation. In this round it didn't happen um but again with like an ensemble cast you have to make cuts somewhere so it's unfortunate when it's the characters you like or you love but 
for uh, necessity to plot, you got to do something. Otherwise, I did. I said this to Dan. It, unless you do like a mini series where, you know, you yeah. have much more time to get into the characters and flesh things out with a movie, you just you just have to. And it's sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, next, uh, next question here uh, comes from Amelia. Uh, so Amelia said that uh, one of the things that surprised me most about this movie was actually discovering that that was Russell Brand. I didn't even recognize him at first. I was very confused. It threw me off for the rest of the movie and I had a hard time getting over it. Did either you, did any of you have a problem or did you think it was weird to see Russell Brand playing kind of a very, very different character? It was much more subdued than I'm used to seeing. Him. Okay. So I will say I did not realize that was Russell Brand until the credits rolled. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't, it just like didn't even occur to me because he was playing such a normal character. And I just mm-hmm. did not think that that was possible. And he did a pretty good job, all things. Yeah, considered. he did a really good job. <laughs> but, and like looking at it now, it's like obviously that's Russell Brand. But until the credits rolled and I was like, Wait, Russell Brand was in this? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess he was the doctor. Wow. I, uh, kept... I totally agree. <laughs> Did not realize. <laughs> I kept almost thinking he was, um, and don't come at me for this, but like the guy who plays Borat. They, for some Sasha reason, Baron yeah, Cohen. for some reason, I was getting Sasha Baron Cohen vibes. Not so much because of how he looked, but just. I guess the performance because Sasha Baron Cohen can is also a comedic actor who can play a straight role. So to me, that's kind of what was throwing me off. But it was um, interesting casting. But I think he he pulled it off. I thought he was quite good. Um, yeah. Mike, how did you feel? Yeah, I I, I mean I, I knew it was him, but it did take me a while to to kind of because I knew he was in this movie, and it just took me a while to kind of to figure out who he was. was which him. yeah, which like character? that. that I definitely had that moment where I was just like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, that's him. Um, but yeah, it was different. I'm used to seeing him in kind of wilder roles and playing kind of, yeah, all over the place characters. So this kind of subdued, real acting performance was a little different. Um, he played yeah, the nerd. He's yeah, never played like a I, nerd before. I, I yeah, thought it was good. Um, again, it's just... Listen, it was hard. I don't want to be a broken record here, but like it was hard to focus on anything else except for the the grinding army hammer. Um, and like it was, it was like honestly, every time I saw his stupid face, I was like, I'm disgusted by everything. And he did, you know, in your defense about your axe to grind, um, Russell Brand was in several scenes <laughs> with army hammer. Yeah, so I'm like obviously focused, and, and that stupid mustache. Anyway. Oh, his mustache? <laughs> yeah, I, I like Army Hammer's weird mustache and then the close-up of his face crying. I was like, what is happening here? Like, yeah, the crying like, scene was weird. Yeah, Katie, was do you have so any weird. do you have anything else to say about the Russell Brand situation? No, it's just, you know, it was as mentioned, it was weird watching him play someone other than Aldous Snow in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yep. <laughs> Did you have have either of you seen uh, Get Him to the Greek, like the Forgetting Sarah Marshall follow-up with yes. the same character? Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. And I aside Pretty from wild. those, to be honest, I don't know if he's in much other He was in uh he was in Rock of Ages. Okay. Uh the musical that broke me. Um 
and uh, yeah, he yeah, so he was in that, and he was in one other thing. Like I know I've seen him in some, but he's he's known for being that kind of out there comedic, even when he's not acting, right? Because like yeah, he's, he's like an out a... there comedic singer in like yeah. everything yeah. he's been, except yeah. for this. And like the doctor never sang or anything, which was surprising. <laughs> um, so um, okay, so let's let's get to um, to uh, from our producer Austin, uh, who uh, he does have a little thing for us, but he he also wrote in. And commented, so we'll read his comments here. Um, I don't even, I didn't even know I wanted a mustache origin story, and yet I got it. I really, <laughs> I really enjoyed the book and did enjoy the movie. I had no real issues with the changes that the movie made or expanding and focusing on Perot. I actually liked that the movie was told mainly through his eyes because it connected a little bit more with the first movie. I don't mind when movies make those types of changes. Now, I will admit I cheated a little bit. I actually read Death on the Nile a few times, but many years ago, so I didn't give it a reread. So maybe distance from reading the book might have helped me enjoy the movie a little bit more because I wasn't super attached to the book, even though I did enjoy it. So that's from Austin. Yeah, the mustache origins thing. We didn't really touch on that. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to disagree with Austin. This was one of my gripes with the movie. Oh, you didn't like that? (laughs) No. Okay, so here is kind of my thing with like with a murder mystery. And again, I kept thinking about Knives Out. Do we know anything about Benoit Blanc? No. Do we need to know anything about Benoit Blanc? No. Like these detectives are in the movie to serve a purpose. They do not need a backstory or a life given to them. Although, again, if Kenneth Branagh does want to make this a whole cinematic universe, I think that's probably the direction he's going in. But I just, for me, I was like, I don't really... We don't really need to give him a personal life. I don't need to know that he had a wife that died. It doesn't serve the story. He's just a really good detective, and that's all that matters. Katie, I am 100, 100% in agreement with you. I kept thinking, the movie's not supposed to be about Pierrot, even though, like, yes, his name is on the book or whatever, or, you know, whatever whatever you want to say. It's He's a plot device in a sense, right? Like, we're using him as a tool to solve the murder so i'm 100 with you also was his sleep mask his mustache um someone's (laughs) watch back the episode the scene where he's knocked out from like the sleeping drug and he has this like really weird leather sleep mask and i think it's supposed to be his mustache which like again weird (laughs) why is that is it because it's such a stylized must? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe so. he's trying to make know. it the logo for the franchise. I don't know. But yeah, maybe. I, I it's going to be the iconic logo. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's <laughs> gone the at the end of the movie. So. Yeah. No. Oh, it'll come back. It'll come back. Um, okay. So let's, let's get to this little uh, thing that Austin created here. So this is, this is kind of a fun little, little segment. Um, and I'll explain the rules now for you both. So the game is called living in denial. Um, and so <laughs> already great, already great. Yeah, all, how this works is Austin has prepared six in the future statements that have something to do with people involved with this series. Oh gosh! And you're both going to say, is this is this statement uh, accurate or is the person in denial? Okay. Uh, so it's it's an inaccurate statement. This is not what's going to happen. Right. Okay. So I'm going to read it out and you're both going to give your thoughts on each of them. Okay. Okay. So let's, let's start with an easy one. Well, kind of an easy one. So this is the statement. So this is a statement. Army Hammer won't be in another big Hollywood movie for only the next few years. And then he'll return. 
Um, So accurate or in denial? Accurate because he has so much money and the news cycle moves so quickly. I think we will forget about the controversy and he has enough influential, you know, power brokers in his family that if he wants to act again, he will. That's my take. Yeah. I think it's accurate. I don't know if I foresee him coming back in a movie, though. I could see him being given, like, a limited series kind of thing. Yeah. And that that be his return. But even still, I don't know. I don't know or if theater. he'll come back. He'll do, like, a run of theater yeah. shows. I'll, I'll say that's accurate. Sure. Why not? Okay. Uh, I'm going to f- go quickly through these because we're running out of time. Gal Gadot will mainly be playing Wonder Woman and we'll see less of her in other roles. Oh, that's accurate. God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, why do you you because you don't like Gal Gadot? No, you know? I don't think she's that talented, and I also, I don't think she's that talented either. Yeah, she sorry to be like tearing down women, but yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Kenneth Branagh will win an Oscar one day. Well, I think that he'll win for Belfast. Oh, really? You think he, this is the year for him? Yeah. I, uh, he's, he's one of those five timers. He's got at least five nominations without a win. Really? Yeah. Him and Amy, Amy Adams, and it used to be Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. But he finally won. So yeah, there's a little club of anyone who's been Okay. Then I say accurate. I didn't realize he's been nominated that time that many times. Yeah. Accurate. Yeah. For a mix of his like acting and directing. Right. Like, sometimes it's but but he has this I think Belfast with directing and like is like a sixth and seventh nomination. Yeah, I think all. he'll win yeah. for directing for Belfast. Uh, next statement. Uh, oh, we're about to see a lot more of Russell Brand. <laughs> in denial. Yeah, oh, I think really? that's in denial too. I think Russell Brand also has a lot of money and is just like weirdly could be picky with projects and yeah. just kind of will do whatever he wants to do. Yeah. yeah. I think that if this movie had come out when it was supposed to come out, that might have been accurate. But yeah, I just think... Time has changed, tastes have changed, and he's more of a talking head. Like he, I think he has a podcast, and yeah. um, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think we're gonna see a lot. At least like he'll be doing other projects, but I, again, he might be a mini series guy. I could see him popping up kind of in quirky character roles, but no, I don't think he's gonna be like an uh, a lister anytime soon. Okay, these last few hit hit home. Uh, they're they're gonna hit home for some Punchy. of us. Uh, uh, Taylor will give an MCU film a see it in the next two years. In denial, I think that's in denial. She won't do it based <laughs> off principle, knowing yeah. Taylor and knowing denial. Needs <laughs> to do it, even if she loves the movie. She just yeah, this it. person's in such denial. Like that's yeah. a that's yeah. out of spite. <laughs> your yeah. your MCU will not be getting a see it. Maybe an airplane yeah. it. If she but won't a, see it to Falcon and the or to um, the Winter Soldier, not Falcon and the yeah. Winter Soldier, just Winter Soldier, just then Winter she Soldier, won't see it. Yes. yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, uh, Scarlett Johansson will win an Oscar in the next five years. She um, she will, and I'll I'll cry, uh, unhappiness, like heartbroken. You think tears. that's accurate? Then they love her. She's Hollywood darling. They do love. They, they do like her. love her. But I feel like she's kind of missed her moment. Although you know what, I shouldn't say that. I think she's incredibly talented. Um, sure. Why not? Okay. All right. We got one more. <laughs> this one. This one really strikes me. Uh, so this last one is uh, one. Mike will one day 
snap and rant so hard about Star Trek that it will get screening in Kingston canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope it's in denial because I don't want to be canceled over. Well, maybe I want to be canceled more from a Mike mistake than a Taylor mistake. So (laughs) I'll say yes. True. That will that will happen to us. What was the year, though, Mike? How many years or just in the future? He didn't give years. No, he just said in the future. At some point in time, I'll just snap. Truth. That will happen. Yeah, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna recuse myself from that question. I feel like I don't have all the facts, so <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's a it's a bold statement, and it could be better could be you true. than me, Mike. Yes. Uh, so we we about a minute left. I just want to get everyone's final thoughts. So let's start with you, Katie, our guest. Like, just just give us your final thoughts to wrap up. Uh, Death on a Nile book versus movie. Um. Read the book if you like a murder mystery. I think it's a pretty cozy book to read if you're like, you know, stuck inside during a snowstorm. Um, Movie-wise, airplane it, I guess. You don't need to see it. You don't need to stream it. But if you're on an airplane with nothing better to do, it could be entertaining. That's fair. Okay, Taylor. For me, it's a read it. Definitely read the book. Even if you... Who I was going to say, even if you're not a mystery fan, who isn't a mystery fan? It was a lot of fun. Um, the characters were really great. Um, it was a cozy read. You could probably read it over a weekend. I'm not a fast reader, and I was able to read it within the allotted time for us. So for me, it's definitely a read it. And I'll be a little bit more gentle with the movie than Katie. To me, this was a stream it. Um You know, if you're looking for something to watch with your family, you know, like older, older kids, because this isn't like a kid movie. Well, now, actually, I'm thinking that raunchy scene. Scratch it. Don't watch it with your kids. (laughs) But, um, you know, maybe a date night. I don't know. Um, But uh, watch other movies first, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm going to give it I'm going to give it an airplane it um, just because I do think like the the movie's interesting enough and the mystery's interesting enough that like if you really need to see it, it like again, kill time on an airplane, watch this, the movie. There you go. The book uh, again. Yeah, like I'll say read it too. like I I actually read it on an airplane. Well, (laughs) you could, I guess. Some people, I don't know. I find it gets sick if I read things on like airplanes or trains or anything like that. But um, yeah, you could read it. Um, but the movie, I'm going to give it an airplane uh, as well. So there we go. We did it. We did our first kind of movie book, movie club thing. It, that's, it's been very cool. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm glad that we, we did this. And Katie, I hope you'll come back again soon and do this again. Yeah, maybe in a couple of months, we'll look at what's coming out and uh, pick a new book. Perfect. And everyone, make sure to go sign up for our Oscars pool. It's live now on screeningandkingston.com. You have till March 25th. So go get your ballots in. Go see some movies. Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences, and the CFRC Podcast Network.